Major's Thirsty Thursday episode. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And sometimes I like to drink my wine out of a little mason jar. A little tiny jar. It's just a yeah. tiny little... It's like smaller than a regular mason jar. Jam jar. That's a I was going to say, yeah. is that jam? It helps me measure my pouring. Does it? Yeah, so like that's only a four ounce pour. But it know? makes... Because mason jars have measurements on them. But that one doesn't have ounces, does it? It sure does, James. It's on my side. Oh. Yeah. When have you ever only consumed four <laughs> ounces of an alcoholic well, beverage so while recording an episode thing. of this show? Mm, the, I, I just want to know. Because when you're just pouring into a wine glass, I mean, who can tell? Who can Whereas, say? like, when we're making a cocktail, I feel like it's a pretty precise measurement. Where, like, yeah. I know whether mm-hmm. I'm having one shot or two shots, but wine... So you just wanted to have all, four I mean, ounces of wine. Yeah, but it's also if I, every alcohol is a different amount of alcohol. So it's like that's true. That's true. Well, so a standard wine pour is six ounces, Brian, which would be like even more than this. But this feels like a healthy serving of wine. And so I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a psychological thing. It's a little bit of a mind mm. game. Does, like, does I feel that, like I'm having more wine than I really am. Does that wine have an oaky afterbirth to it? Mm. Please don't ever say that word again <laughs> with wine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my customers, who also happens to be a friend of ours, just yes. texted me, wow, that red blend is strong. <laughs> I, I think he's, I think he's Having a, a little few too glasses much, in. A few glasses in. That's, that's the way to, This program is actually best viewed several I, That's what I said. I said, well, you should come and join us for Thirsty you Thursday. You join us Sounds for like Thirsty Thursday. You're that's ready. what we want to do. You are ready. Um, so, Jim, what do you have? We didn't even say, what exactly oh, are you drinking? So sorry. Oh, actually, and I, I, I'm i getting low on the non-bubbly wines, so I'm cracking open all of the reserve bottles. Uh, so this is our Cabernet Sauv from Paso Robles, 2017. It is a big, bold cab. Quite lovely. Right. I'm enjoying it. Hmm? Oh, it does benefit uh, ABA therapy mm-hmm. for kids with autism. All, oh, of our, mm-hmm. all of our bottles. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Fantastic. Jim, what do you have? I have Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, this one's pretty strong. I think it's like 130 proof. Mm. You need to bring good. out the big guns on Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. I am drinking one of my favorite breweries beer all the way from New Hampshire. I didn't go. Social distancing rules, not crossing state boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Moat Mountain Scotty's IPA, mm. which Very I love. Nice. And beautiful. What, can we see the can? Well, oh, hold it in front of you. Yes. Oh, very nice. Their um, their M and O remind me of the Moe's emblem. Welcome oh, to Moe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome to uh, yeah. Moat Mountain. Fantastic brewing company and welcome food to Moat Mountain. Mm-hmm. Moat Mountain. Um, <clears throat> right, what are we talking this, about? We are talking great sitcom episodes. Yes. yes. This it makes me so happy. Um, before we get into that. Some quick things here. Uh, we have gone viral in a international blog. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Where was it the last time? Poland? We, well, those are listeners in Poland. Yeah. Now we're starting viral. to get press. Oh, in a we're blog. We're starting to get press. Just something that get, one person wrote. We're, we're, we're starting to get notoriety. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it one of your students who's doing no, some sort of a, like, a semester abroad? I don't share mm-hmm. that we do this program. That's probably them. a wise choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this, of course, is in our 
good friend, John Brooks, uh, who chimed in with the review, uh, mentioned us as part of his things he's doing during quarantine. Blog. I'm sorry. Yeah. Does he not live in the continental United States? Well, his no, blog is international. He's, he's, <laughs> no, he's not international. <laughs> And he's also known to rock a microphone. I like how you worked the semantics of that. <laughs> Assistant to the regional manager. Yes. You need to. His blog. Well done. Don't anywhere in the world. He's going to listen. John is going to listen to this and think that you are making fun of his blog. Kate. No, I just when you it's said so awful, John, an international blog. Is well, it is an international hard blog. To control. John, John you know I love you. I thought for a moment program. that maybe yeah. you lived not in the United States, and I was going to love you even more. No. <laughs> So she doesn't love you much because you're an American. I know. I love Americans, too. But, you know, folks that live in other places, especially the ones that have accents, I just I get excited about it. Speaking of which, about accents and Tim Parker's voice. Oh, that's true. Our anchor wallet is now at five dollars and seventy two cents. Whoa. We are jumping every day. It's almost a dollar a week at this point. I don't know what that means in terms of actual listens, because mm. I think our value per it's episode certainly is certainly not even close to a dollar. No, it is. Uh, so if we looked at it every Monday, like each Monday that you've pulled it up, it's gone up one dollar. Mm. OK, we are well on our way to be able to buy a family value meal from Popeye's. I was going to say um, the five dollar five dollar footlongs at Wawa this summer. I think that could be a goal. When Ooh, you come we to could. visit, and we could each cut it in thirds. We could each get a third. <laughs> I thought maybe Katie we could get three. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Have. I would. You could get just one with tuna on the inside, and then you guys can have the roll. <laughs> I love your optimism that you think I'm going to be able to cross state lines by the summer. <laughs> I have I to. I love it. You Brian, gotta be that I have way. to. I had to talk to my eighth graders today, and they were asking whether they were going to have a Zoom graduation. I was like, oh gosh. No, I like we have to believe that we're going to be able to see each other in person before did you, September. Did you tell them that your school doesn't have the capacity to host that many people on Zoom? So That's you wouldn't even false. be able to do that for My them. My school is running laps around other schools in terms of our Zoom schedule. <laughs> I'm solely jo- Today joking. I did breakout rooms with my students. Watch out. Yep. And Oops. every one of their information is now up on the dark oh, web. Stop it. It is not. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <sighs> um so last also, week, I'm sorry, I did have yes. somebody join one of my Zooms last week. <laughs> Their name was like Nana or something. And, <laughs> well, and the video was off and I was like, um, and it was like an older white woman. Like the picture was an older white woman. I was like, uh, hello? Who, Somebody's grandmother? Who is that? Just chiming in? No, it was one of my students. She was on in two platforms. She's like, oh yeah, yeah that's my alter ego, <laughs> Nana. <laughs> Okay. Yikes. I was like, wow, I thought we were being Zoom bombed. That's an turn on off. All right, let's there. let's. Uh, let's talk I just want to about... shout out that also Jim got a recognition from his coffee challenge. Oh, I did. Yeah, John Jack Carr, the writer of the book, Ooh. um, did uh, chat with me on Twitter a little bit. Yeah, that's exciting. And he liked Jim's drink recommendation, and yep. he was going to try mm-hmm. it. cold brew, mm-hmm. bourbon, mm-hmm. honey, mm-hmm. a little splash of uh, splash of milk. I just feel like the word challenge implies difficulty. Yeah, well, no, it implies you're putting a spoonful of cinnamon or a yeah, ice yeah, yeah, yeah. cold well, bucket of water. That, yeah, tablespoon of yeah, spin- something cinnamon. Something that should be right. not appealing right. yeah. to really anybody except somebody who's like 
off. Yeah. yeah. I, in retrospect, I wish I really went after those people hard. Oh, okay. I should have. It would have been yeah. funnier. I think, I think it would have been. Would... It would have. It would have uh, gotten a little more traction. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's still time, Jim. There's you still could. time you for you to back. have you a rant. You could go back into it. Yeah. You could. Go you for shouldn't. it. Challenge. Jim's never really been a rant. We. Well, no, I'm not a ranter. The only thing we have right now, actually, is time. That's it. Mm. It's all we. It's all we've got. Time, time and lo- we I have a lot of cans of beans. I don't rant. A lot of beans. And time is a flat circle. We do have. We do many we beans. beans. Uh, so we are talking sitcom recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, we. It's hard to talk like whole episodes of sitcoms because sitcoms have so many episodes, so many mm-hmm. seasons. So we each picked an, a great episode from a sitcom we like because that's manageable. Mm-hmm. It's something we can do. Uh, so uh, Jim picked an episode from mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Katie's selected an episode from Scrubs. And I picked an episode from The Office, which mm-hmm. if you're watching, uh, I am actually in Thunder Mifflin. I mean, yeah. your commitment uh, it just it blows me away every time, Brian, the fact that you have recreated the Scranton office in your guest room. I mean, I no one else did that wall. I actually no one hired Stanley, Stanley to sit Stanley behind me. Stanley came. Uh, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's, it's kudos I to you. Um, so why don't we start out with Katie? Let's oh, talk. Katie's recommendation. Uh, we'll be talking about the specific episode because we think it might be a great episode to watch mm-hmm. just to laugh at regardless. Yep. But then also we can talk you know, briefly about why the show itself is such a great show to watch. Mm-hmm. And many people were thrilled by Katie's recommendation of a show, mm-hmm. Scrubs. Yeah, so Scrubs is a show that Jim uh, got me into, as many shows are. Um, and... I am always so pleasantly surprised when a sitcom has like a, I don't know. I don't want to say like an intellectual sense of humor, but you know, it's an they, emotional sense of humor. It's emo- that it has. It's, you're right. It's you're right. Yeah. It is emotional and intellectual. Yeah. Um, there's just something about scrubs where it like, it makes you feel great. There are like, fantastic messages and characters that you love. And then there's also these episodes where there's just a whole other layer going on. And so I remember watching the episode. So it's the hundredth episode. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't remember when it dawned on me. Like the first time I saw it, like, Oh, this is supposed to be like the wizard of Oz. It was probably like, at some point they say, you know, something like, there's the the yellow yellow i don't think i don't think i got it for the yellow line and the slip and when they spray paint his shoes i don't think i got it then either either to me the beginning's pretty subtle go ahead brian what do you think i think it's when they start singing the song isn't it no no it's when before then they say comment about road or the yes and then the four the four of them walk down the hall but that's at the end is it? Yes, that's at the end. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but there is so another in the part middle. There's a part it. where it's like it's one of the characters having their like scarecrow uh, or yeah. uh, Tin yes. Man moment or you know lion moment where it's it's some reference to either courage, you know, heart. Yeah, like that was the moment where I was like, oh my god, it's Wizard of Oz. Like, and and I just loved that it was like subtle enough that it you weren't like hit over the head with it from the beginning and so there was this like fun moment where you catch on to what's happening and then it's just such a 
pleasurable episode to watch. Yes. Yeah. It feels great. This episode is amazing. It well, is. to get an idea of just some Scrubs humor, Jip, why don't we play one of the Scrubs clips? Um, you could pick either here just to give it. I think both the clips we have on Scrubs just gives you an idea of the type of show it is. Hmm. I would say this. It is a show that people our age loved. I think it was right in the wheelhouse of people our age, but maybe younger, older people it wasn't necessarily on their radar. And now there's an opportunity to go back and oh, visit yeah. it. But there is a distinct style to this show. And I think oh, it's worth hearing a clip to kind of yeah. get what that humor is uh, a little bit. And and I will say before we before we jump into that, the um, Scrubs was revolutionary, I think, with music in, in the episodes. Um, and they also uh, basically set up the format for Grey's Anatomy, which is. Uh, 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 That's true. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So the, it's basically and, and I think it's a better show than Grey's Anatomy. Oh, well, that's it has way more emotional is. depth than Grey's Anatomy does. Um, but it it always starts with a voiceover from from JD, usually. I think there are a few episodes where it's someone else. Um, and then the episode happens and there's character arc and character development. And then it closes usually with another voiceover from that character, which is the exact formula that Grey's Anatomy uses. Yes. Anyway, here is... Uh, so the clip we're about to watch is... Um, Ted's band. So Ted is the overstressed lawyer. And if you happen to go back and watch the first episode of Scrubs, Ted might be the best part of that episode. Um, he's just a doc. He's just an anxiety ridden lawyer. Who's just scared that he, the hospital's just always going to be sued, but he happens to be in a, in a, in a what, is, what is it? A, uh, a barbershop quartet. Yep. Yep. Um, and this is them singing to Elliot studying her stuff. Hmm. Um, hold on, I just have to blow my nose. Even though I was happy for Elliot, the endocrinology expert, I still couldn't figure out how she knew so damn much. <laughs> just a steel town girl on a Saturday night, looking for the fight of the life. Hmm. Uh, to answer your question, thyroid toxicosis can manifest with incessant tachycardia, leading to a cardiomyopathy. Locking with the we just have to get to when the, the dancer becomes the dance. It can cut you like a knife if the gift becomes a fire. On a wire between will and what will be. She's a maniac. Yeah, he's pouring water on his head. So this is that humor, yeah. which I think is distinct for this show. Yep. It is very it, it, there. It, it was used, I think, in a few other areas. I think, um, you know, stuff like community has a lot of this mm. where there's like this this um, kind of imaginary world going on at the same time. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. So like. Uh, even it's this a little, episode it's like starts hyper, hyper real. Yeah, the yeah. the version yes. of the twister Agreed. in this is very strange. In the beginning of the episode, JD's riding a scooter and he goes into he, there's a giant puddle and he drives oh, into yes. it and it turns into a basically it's a sinkhole and he goes into the puddle and comes up in another puddle that's like twenty feet away and he's like, "Where was I?" But because that's kind of just normal for Scrubs, you don't realize that it's not anything. A, yeah. That's not a red flag right. for the episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also think this. I found this episode really interesting. First of all, I had not seen Scrubs in a really long time, 
um, for whatever reason. You know, I, I enjoyed it at the time. I don't it know. It needs if to be re remastered because it's it's hard yes. to watch. I would say this of the th three shows that were picked here, I, I feel that the look of it and you're so right, Jim, needs to be remastered. It it doesn't look great. Yeah. On I, well, I watched it. Maybe on we can start I don't know some where, sort of an online yeah, edition. Yeah, I don't know where, <laughs> but I, but I think that might maybe that's it. Yeah. I was thinking about it because the time period of these episodes are not wildly apart. Mm -mm. But if you look at the office, or if you look at Arrested Development, yeah, it just it, it looks more cared for. Yeah, it's so it weird. hasn't been revamped. Well, that, keep Jim's in mind right, it hasn't been remastered in the way that yeah, those apparently it, were. this was shot on film. Um, so okay. they could do a, an HD remaster if they wanted to, but they can't change the aspect ratio um, because okay. of how they oh, shot yes. it. There's going to be stuff sense. in the scene, like in the in the frame. Yeah. Be, yeah. But that, I think they could clean it up. And I think that might be part of it. I loved this choice by Katie because I, I think it's the <laughs> least mainstream Mine was obviously the most mainstream, The Office, yes. in terms of people watching it. But I think Katie's was probably uh, the least mainstream of it. And it's one worth revisiting. I, every week when I do my online classes, my students give them recommendations. And we were talking about the 90s and 2000s this week, and I brought it up. And this was one they were not familiar with. Interestingly enough, a bunch of them had just started watching Community. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm because it just had come on Netflix and they said they saw Joe McHale hosting the Tiger King show. And they're like, Oh, that guy's kind of funny. What is he in? And then and, they were like, yeah. Oh, we just started watching community. And I like, love, I love seeing like which shows spring you know, up, like the, the later generations yeah. end up following. Yeah. If scrubs yeah. gets a remaster, it'll be, it should be on the fast track. Cause oh, they would for love those it. kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sense of humor is mm -hmm. not aged at all. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is hilarious. No, it's doable. It, I also it stays with it. I also rewatched the first episode. Um, I forget when. Um, but it the oh no, I didn't rewatch the first episode. What I did was I listened to the new podcast that had just started to come out. So if there was ever going to be a remaster, it has to be now because Turk and JD were the two main characters. Also, a friendship that we didn't mention that predates pretty much all the the man friendships that we've talked about and is that like mm -hmm. loving relationship doesn't predate ours, Jim. It doesn't. Mm. That's right. Oh, actually, it does. I think the two of you still struggle to say I love you or touch <laughs> each other. JD and Turk are like eons beyond. I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out. <laughs> Brian never had uh, hoop earrings. Mm. No, but I did not ever have. A they have a new podcast and they are basically doing a rewatch podcast. So every episode they're going to cover, you know, the first episode was them covering the pilot, which is an hour talking about a 22 minute episode, which was fantastic. So uh, I, I highly recommend like it. that. A lot of shows are starting to do that now, which I like. I I enjoy the backside of episodes in terms of like what goes into doing, mm -hmm. them, especially really good comedy, because I think. As we've talked about before, it's such a difficult medium. Yes. Yeah. You know, because it went, I, I think it's got to be more difficult to write comedy shows than dramas. Yeah. You have less time to work with and all that type of stuff. So, Katie, if you had to try to sell somebody on Scrubs, what are three things you could just mm. say? If you like this, if you like this, you like this, this is the show for you. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, so I think the other things that we're looking at tonight, we're looking at The Office, uh, and we're looking at Arrested Development. I'd say arguably people do know more those those shows, but I, I would say that this is right in line with, you know, same kind of audience. If you find those shows funny, you're going you're going to love Scrubs, and similarly, I think you could make comparisons between the three of of having like you know the the ridiculous situations uh, with characters that you love um and feel good moments right like it's it's all of the things that you want from a sitcom yeah um and it's but it's not like any other show that i've ever seen right and it's a hidden gem in a sense it's one of those ones now where in the case of us up here and you guys down there and most people if you're on the east coast we're in week five of social distancing you need a new show burn through a lot of stuff this is one it's on hulu less on the radar get on hulu uh you know crank out a season tonight you could do it and watch it (laughs) and that's the other thing you can the great thing about all of these is i watched all three and you're done in about an hour yeah they're like 25 minutes less 23 minutes so 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 good uh jim Let's go on to your recommendation for an episode in the show that should be watched. Yeah, I picked uh, Peer Pressure from Arrested Development Season 1. Um, and it's So based- just give a... Yeah, can you give a quick overview of what Arrested Development is? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I think most people know. Yeah, but- Arrested Development is basically um, a really rich family who basically has all their assets seized and the, patri- the patron of the family is or patriarch patriarch yeah patriarch. is um basically uh sent to prison for embezzlement and you know some other i think it was actually treason right it was yeah, eventually it turned out to be in the yeah. end treason and that's he was jeffrey, selling jeffrey tambor plays jeffrey the father yeah. um who people would know this was the yeah oh, the return to the limelight for um jason bateman, jason bateman. Mm-hmm. this yep. was after dodgeball Mm-hmm. But prior yes. to him being pretty much in anything else, oh um, yeah, he like really dodgeball, had he had that off. really small role, and I feel feel like that brought him back, and and then Arrested Development, um, and he basically plays the the um the son who's running the business now that his father's in jail, and he is the only one that's really has any uh, intelligence and or cares anything about anyone other than themselves. He's and supposed he, to be the one that you relate to, right, but then that gets right. played with. Right, yes. right, right, and then, right. So then he has two, three ridiculous siblings. Yes. Um, who, at, you know, as a great written show will do, uh, at the beginning, you think that they are nothing like anyone you know, and yeah. then somehow you end up yeah. uh, really enjoying all of them. It is funny because we've been catching up on Shit's Creek. There's a very similar vibe mm-hmm. to the early seasons of Shit's Creek. Shit's mm-hmm. Creek sort of adapted, uh, kind of changed and adapted to be something different. Okay. Um, but I think the, the kind of, um, you know, West Coast uh, r- new money vibe was very strong with both the fa- the families, you know. Well, and it's that same emotional reaction of like, uh, why you know why would I care? Why would I care if a family like, I'm sorry, but like the Kardashians all of yeah. a sudden lost their money and like, 
oh, boo-hoo, they have to deal with somebody being in jail or, you know, living in a place they don't want to live. So they're living in, like, the model home yeah. <laughs> in Arrested Development. Yeah. But uh, but you end up relating to the characters and, you know, rooting yeah. for the characters. And it, it feels a little bit like, also like Knives Out, like that kind mm. of family dynamic. Yes. Um, where they're, And the mother might be the worst of all of them. Oh, she probably is. Yeah. Um, there, and this episode, she's on full display of being an awful human being. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. one, can we just say one of the things that Scrubs and Arrested Development have in common is a, a narrator or a voice. And at the beginning of every episode, we get the layout of what that episode is going to be right. delivered to us by Ron Howard. Yeah. So uh, here is the delivery of this episode to give us a little background of what we're getting into with this episode. So rested development. George Sr. had used his considerable means to stage intricate scenarios to teach his children what he considered valuable life lessons. I need help. I'll get my gear. Typically, these <laughs> scenarios would involve a man named J. Walter Weatherman, a one-time employee who lost his arm in a Bluth Company construction accident. We're out of milk. I could have got it earlier if someone would have left a note. (laughs) Why? If someone had left a note, this this innocent man would still have his arm. Why? Okay. Wait, wait. That's why you always leave a note. (laughs) So good. Um... I picked this episode because I remember watching this episode for the first time and being kind of blown away at the writing specifically of all these multiple different plot lines all coming together and all of them having a pretty spectacular joke kind of tied together. Um, It's amazing. And it has one of my favorite lines of any TV show ever. At the very end, it's called peer pressure because basically um, uh, Michael Sarah, who this was his first kind of big role, is the son of um, Jason Bateman. Bateman. And Jason Bateman thinks that he's been smoking pot because his eyes are red. He's been staying up. He's been under a lot of pressure. Um, Meanwhile, his uncle, uh, played by Tony Hale, Buster, is dating... Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, who has vertigo. Um, and so he asks George Michael. Lucille, Lucille too. Lucille too. Yes, Lucille. Uh, Lucille he asks George Michael mom. to buy him some marijuana so it can help with her vertigo. Um, and the only person that George Michael knows that could probably get him drugs is his uncle Job, who is obviously... Um, <laughs> Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Is amazing. He's amazing. And he lives on a boat down at the pier. Um, and so the, this whole episode culminates in in basically the the brothers trying to teach him a lesson. Um, and to do that, Job uh, enlists the hot cops, which is the group of strippers that he belongs to, to come dressed <laughs> as cops to pretend to bust George Michael as he's buying marijuana. And they all jump out and he says... And he's like, hey, George Michael, I hope you you learned your lesson here. You know, what were you going to do with the with the marijuana? And he doesn't want to get his uncle in trouble. So he says, my favorite line, I was going to take the marijuana and smoke it like a cigarette, <laughs> which 
I don't know why, but it is like oh, it's such the a line. perfect line for like the one of the sweetest characters like ever, ever. put on television. Yeah, who's in love with his cousin? Who's right? in love with his cousin? Yes, this well, show, questionably, yes, his cousin, cousin. But we find out later. This show, the first season of this show, is arguably one of the funniest seasons of television that you will find. And I'm proud to say Jim and I were on board with this show immediately when most people were not, by the way, this, this was a show that only lasted two seasons and got a revival from Netflix. And I'm comfortable in saying I have not loved the Netflix. Yeah. And it hasn't been great. The, the, for, if you just want, I mean, the first season of this show is, I would put it up there with The Office, with Seinfeld. I mean, it's a certain type of humor, like Scrubs. If you like the same thing, if you watch Arrested Development, you should watch Scrubs because the humor is there. There is there is an intelligence in the writing to both of those shows, even though when they come off as maybe goofy, you know, the characters are yeah. but there's a brilliance and how that's written that doesn't turn it into a bad late 90s Jim Carrey type situation, which it easily could become if you didn't have really great writers and actors walking that line. And Scrubs and Arrested Development have to walk that line to get people to want to watch. Yeah, and and both of those shows are are do a really good job with um while they there there are overarching plot lines that go beyond one episode um the jokes also do and they're not yes. and none of the jokes are spoon-fed that's another thing i don't think either of these shows had a laugh track or no not at all yeah. none of the shows i thought it was interesting yeah and i almost wondered if i should change the episode i picked but i think i, I love the episode i picked so much we all picked shows that I think are representative of what comedy became for a while in a good way, really good comedy, which mm. is they they moved to the single camera format. They pulled themselves out of the studio. There's no right. laugh tracks. And all three of the ones that we're recommending are are not your laugh track type shows that when we were kids, we grew up with. You know, the shows we're talking about were more our late teens, 20s and where comedy went for a while. And unfortunately, in in some respects, has moved away from that. Yeah. Which is why, net, in my opinion, network comedies are almost unwatchable now because they've gone away from shows like this. Tie in to Scrubs, one of the shows we watched when we were younger, a little show called Three's Company. Oh, love <laughs> Three's Company. Come and knock at my door. Come and knock at my door. Yeah. Jack Tripper was an idol of a young Brian Costello. <laughs> right. Four I'm, five year old I'm sure he Brian was. Brian Costello, <laughs> Jack Tripper, and Regal he, Beagle. Yes. And uh, he plays uh, the father of JD on Scrubs. And when he he passed away during the, the making of Scrubs. Mm. So, like, yeah. Scrubs was on the air when um, John, Ritter. John Ritter John R- passed love away. John Ritter. And they did a whole episode about, you know, JD's father passing away. And it was, it was again, another episode you could have picked. Well, that was it. I said to Jim, there were so many episodes for me to choose from with Scrubs, but uh, I was trying to find one that was a little bit more lighthearted because yeah, they're, you, you know, to, for, there's, there's for it being a it. sitcom, yeah. it does, it definitely, it deals with loss. Um, and I think it deals with it in a really beautiful way. 
Um, I, I just yeah. thought of a little game I want to play at the end of this episode. Okay. About. Okay. Oh, I, uh, well, the, I'm wondering game? if it has to do it. with what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think that the two seasons of Arrested Development might be some of the most quotable and quoted <laughs> writing, definitely in the DeSanto house. And I oh, don't remember it's, it's lines so from good. anything. Yeah. I think most of the, the rest, Arrested Development episodes I've only seen once, but the writing just sticks with you. It's so and, good. And, and a lot of times I think it's Michael's reaction to something crazy going on that is that becomes so quotable. Yeah. Like, like, how do I get you to... to never say that how again. i get you to yeah. never do that face again yeah, or, yeah, yeah. like i mean the the casting so many words in arrested that development is i mean will arnett is as job bluth yeah is arguably i mean every scene he's in he plays that character brilliantly and then you start to get into men are i mean we know jim loves it because he's a never nude <laughs> i'm a never like nude. Tobias, there, there are do- never there nude are dozens of us i i mean this speaking it, I, that's another tie in the scrubs because zach braff plays the other never nude oh that's true <laughs> yes he does he doesn't I like forgot. to take off he's the one he is the filmer of like girls gone wild yes i oh and like, the, there's the really jean shorts. you if you have somehow never seen arrested development yes. that's like legitimately like scrubs you can watch a first season in no time yeah. at all i mean it was a show it was one of those shows it now it was a fox show which means they canceled a great show way before it should have been canceled like right. firefly and so many other shows but it's i i it, it hurts me in the sense that scrubs had a long run Actually, Scrubs even switched networks. I think, Nine seasons, but only eight with the original cast, which, yeah, which I, is I, kind I, of funny. Well, do you know what is interesting? I was going to say this about all three of these shows um, when we got to the end. I never made it to the end of any of them. Oh, interesting. Mm. Do you know, like when when the original cast and it switched networks, I became much less interested when like um, Zach Braff went off and he wasn't in. Nobody was in every episode. Um, Arrested Development. I haven't even finished the new episodes. And you're you'd be hard pressed to find somebody. And Jim and Katie could tell you when that show was originally on. I used to we all were in the same house. It was like, we all have to watch this show. Yeah. Like like biggest. But it just doesn't get me. And The Office, when Steve Carell left, was. You yeah. know, John Krasinski and um, the rest of the cast carried it. it was OK, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, no. you know, I came true. back for the finales of all of them. Yeah. Comedy is very hard, I think, to carry for nine, ten seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's that's asking a lot, yeah. especially on network shows. Um, Let's move but, on to yours, Brian. Yeah. yeah, I picked. Oh, no, you know what? Why don't we hear from our friends at com majors? We at are pop, com pop, pop, adult. Adult. pop adult. Sorry. Let's hear from our friend at pop adult. Um, Hello, listeners we'll of Com Majors. This is Timmy, and I'm Keenan, and we are the hosts of the Pop Addle Podcast. Here to give you a little, uh, little uh, break of your regular programming for your Thirsty Thursday episode. Uh, this week we're talking sitcoms, so we decided to do a top five singular episodes in a sitcom that we recommend or we find very funny. Not even necessarily that, at least for me, the ones I picked, they're not even necessarily the one I would say is the best episode of this sitcom. But there was just like the first thing that came to mind that are just hilarious episodes. Yeah, this week we're actually doing what Brian and Jim asked us to do rather than just doing a top five inspired by whatever topic they're talking about. Incorrect. And then ramble on for like 15 minutes. Only seven minutes. So let's just jump into it. Number five is is only 60 minutes. Silicon Valley. 
uh, season one, episode eight, which is the season one uh, season finale episode, optimal tip to tip efficiency. (laughs) Essentially, like I I don't even really remember exactly what was going on, but the guys, they had this this algorithm, this program that they brought to this like expose and it was totally fucked. Initially, it was not, but when they got there, it was. So they like had, they were going to be embarrassed on stage. So they were trying to figure out how Ehrlich could jerk off everyone in the crowd to please them. <laughs> and that's the premise of the episode. It's absolutely hysterical. And essentially, like they, they nerd the shit out of it. Like they, right. they physics the shit out of the idea of jerking off like two, like, basically four dudes at once and the angles and like the coefficients and stuff like it was just it was just so funny and that actually inspired the guy who initially uh wrote the algorithm to come up with how to make the algorithm work it was called middle out compression so for number four and it is a really good episode it's very very funny what show silicon valley camille is amazing in it very good very good episode are we going to go to Brian in between the the five recommendations from Pop Adult? I, I would like to call to everybody's attention that we are presenting three I know, episodes. I know. And I Pop told... Adult is presenting five. I will tell you I'm this. I'm confused. That, and when I said seven minutes, guys, really, Brian was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Just do the thing. Mm-mm. And I was like, mm-mm. All right. Tim, we, we've got to have a talk. It's it's time for an intervention. I don't think it's really Tim <laughs> that you need to have the talk. Tim, Tim, I appreciate the top five because that is talk. what they do. Yes, mm. I like it. Well, let's play one more. Here, play one more and we'll play. Let's get four. I picked Parks and Recreation, specifically season three, episode 16, which is Lil Sebastian. It is the Lil Sebastian Memorial Concert uh, with Andy's great song that's 5,000 times better than candle in the wind so it's five thousand candles in the wind <laughs> uh it's just a great episode and it culminates to ron burning off his eyebrows with the ceremonial torch because they forget to put the right fluid in and it just blows up in his face so i have not seen that episode i parks and rec is an is, is a show that i really I like with- it is slow going in the beginning. Maybe we maybe it's the new girl problem. Yeah, the did new we, girl was did tough. Did we we did try too. starting it at the very beginning, yeah, though, right? Parks yeah. and Rec? Yeah. Mm. And I and it, it does get it better and better and better, but yeah. I'm people love it. I like it. Yeah. No, oh, that's a yeah. I I agree. I never I didn't get all the way through it either. Yeah. It's never compelled I know us. Everybody, everybody in it Creek is funny. Compels us. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go finish it. Shit's Creek would have probably been on the list. I it, was going to put it on the list, and then Jim said, "No, too let's, new. It's too, it's too new. new. Too, but I'm going to tell be, you right now, it's going to be on my. It's going to yeah. be on my top. We're going to have to revisit it because I'm Forever. starting to watch it. Aileen is kind of begrudgingly watching it. I might just have to Aileen, go my own route and watch all of it. Come on. Aileen has a re- recommendation, by the way. Can we what add this in quickly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if Pop Adult has five, we yeah. can give Aileen. Everybody or, else I, can have one. Um, Aileen's recommendation is a show on Netflix called Working Moms. Mm, Katie loves Working which, Moms. Yeah. You mean just like pe- the people? That's right. The show. I, well, I was going to say, I did start watching that. I don't think I ever finished it. Mm. I think I watched it. It's a, the, a huge it. fan. It's I've the girl from uh, 
Maureen Ponderosa. Ponderosa from um, uh, It's Always, Always Sunny. Sunny in Philadelphia. It's, the, it's like a group of moms, right? It is, but yeah, yeah, yeah but, she's the but, main one. Yeah, but more, yeah, but she yeah, is the writer, creator of yeah. the show. Aileen, oh, loved yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, in yeah. fact, she loves yeah. it so much she watched them all and then asked me to watch it with her, and we started rewatching it. And we had to have a trade off though. Mm-hmm. And our trade off is if I watch an episode of that, she has to watch an episode of Shit's Creek. Oh I'm God, so glad that's where that trade off went. She I'm has so glad. to love it. So we oh, went back and forth on that trade off. I was like, Ooh, David. I was so happy though. So we, <laughs> we also have recommendations from our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, Let's so give we'll a few of those. Thank, oh, okay. thank goodness. No, one no, of give them. Us some recomm- yes. Give yeah. us a recommendation. Right. So a few right. recommendations before we get back to Tim and Keenan. Um, Tess Malone. We'll go with Shit's Creek. Episode yes. nine of season four, the olive branch, which is the famous. If you haven't got there, I don't want to spoil it for you. I haven't gotten there, but it's the music. It, it, right. there's, there's a song. Music. There's music in it. Okay. And, Love it. and listen, Tess, we take her like her opinion. She's a pro. She's yeah, a professional. So, like, she She's directing evil right money. now. <laughs> like yes. working in the she entertainment a, industry. Yes. She has an actual career. Also, she's British. So she's funnier uh, than all funnier. of us. Uh, so yeah, so everybody, if you are not watching Schitt's Creek, uh, finish, we, finish our episode. Yeah. My goal is to have Tess Malone on this show. Start it. It'll, yeah. it'll happen one of these days. They're not filming right now. So we should, we should, we should have her that. on. We should do that. We, uh, we got so many office recommendations. Yeah. Yep. Um, everybody well, knew that Brian was picking the dinner party. So I think they went in a different direction. Uh, cafe disco came up a couple times. The diversity, diversity day. day. Oh, oh my that's god! That's uh, favorite. The cruise, the booze cruise on Lake Wall uh, Paul Bank is a great one. <laughs> um, Seinfeld, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep are all sort of in all sorry, great shows too. in that uncomfortable vein. Um, yeah, so th- those are those are some wait, options. Wait, wait, there. there's a Scrubs one. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Scrubs. Just, that was down, just yeah. that I win. Yes, 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 yes I do. Uh, the fight, Parks and Rec. <laughs> Jamie Rogers picked that one. Oh, and oh, Mike Apple, our neighbor, How I Met Your Mother. As oh, I, love I that some show. some people hate that show. I don't understand that. I think I, I think it has to do with a lot of the other shows that are were on around it at that time. And it was definitely a, a lot different than those oh, shows. I love it so much. There is definitely a scrubs vibe a little bit to how I, I met was your gonna mother. say, well, so maybe what we're learning is that not everybody loves all the shows that we love and we yes. have a sense of yeah, humor yeah. that's a little yes. bit different the slaps giving episode alone oh my god of how i met your mother is there's so many there's so many great yeah. ones yeah. okay well we don't we you know we certainly didn't pick like a big bang theory mm-hmm. no or you know a kevin what's his name james one so <laughs> if that's your wheelhouse it's probably not there uh all right let's go back to uh, pop addled quick okay I know this is a visual medium, so you can't see me, but fun fact about me is that I do have very bushy eyebrows. And I once in <laughs> lighting a lot and grill of information. Burnt, like not completely burnt off my eyebrows, but I definitely singed them. <laughs> I'm so glad we like paused right there. For the rest of the week. Anyway, moving on to number three, I had to pick a Seinfeld episode. And th- this is the example like I was giving, where I don't necessarily think this is the best Seinfeld episode ever. It was just the one that came to mind. I've seen it a thousand times. It's called uh, The Cafe. It's season three, episode seven. Great and one. it's where Jerry tries to help his, I think, Pakistani Abu. neighbor across the street. Yes. Or it's not a neighbor. It's just like this Pakistani he guy who's back. Like <laughs> trying to open a restaurant across the street. 
no one's going to his restaurant. So Jerry's trying to like help him out and like dine in his restaurant and support him. All the meanwhile, George's girlfriend is forcing him to take an IQ test and because he thinks he's a dummy, he has Elaine take it because Elaine claims she has like a <laughs> 150 IQ or something <laughs> like that. And that that's it. Whatever. Just watch the episode. All right. Number two for me was Community. And I picked the episode season one, episode 23, Modern Warfare, which was the first of the paintball episodes. They have a few paintball episodes, but it really is the great. Comedy has each a paintball, few paintball episode, episodes. they kind of pick. I will stop it there before you make too much fun. This is this is where community became community. The first ep- the first season is kind of they kind of developed some of the characters and I think they got towards the end of the season they were like F it, let's just have fun. Yes. And they started to write these episodes. This episode becomes a campus-wide paintball tournament that devolves into like Lord of the Flies. And they have a similar episode every season from there forward that is very similar. There's one where they play Flora's Hot Lava over the entire campus. And there's like different factions. A lot. Yeah. The Flora's Lava in 54321. And yeah, so if you can make it through the first couple episodes of Community, it gets really, really, really funny and weird. Really weird. Pick a different genre. The first one was kind of a zombie type movie or yeah it was based off zombie movies the next one was based off star wars and there was westerns they're all different types of genres that they went into for the paintball episodes but i specifically picked the first one any of them are good not to make this too long i know we promised the guys we would keep this short and sweet you lied have you ever been paintballing yes yes i have never we're at four minutes so (laughs) as as they start to talk about being them wrong? going paintball. Do they forget how, what they're supposed to be doing? How mad are you? Keenan? I am furious. <laughs> At Brian or Keenan and all of you, all of you. Me? Is, how yes, is this my you're fault? all a part of this. <laughs> how is this my fault? Keenan I enjoy and Tim. the content. It is. I, what I would they like are it taking five, advantage of the two of you. I would like it at five <laughs> minutes, but I enjoy the content. So do our listeners. Oh, the, the many of them. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. $5.75. $5.75 would say otherwise. Yes. We have been hurt. published Yo, that in a shit blog. really hurts. Yeah, it I, does. I just recently watched the movie uh, Good Boys, where it's these three uh, sixth graders. Am, I'm just, I'm uh, going to go like get coming a of story, But it's rated R, so they, they curse and, you know, talk about sex nonstop. It's pretty funny. You should give it a watch. Uh, but there's this scene where a paintball gun is involved and this kid is just lighting up a ton of people. And if you know what it feels like to get hit with a paintball, yeah, you will wince at this scene. Oh. Anyway, moving on to our number one, we both had to pick South Park. And right. I know some people are going to say, is South Park a sitcom? And it's I an animated sitcom. Agreed. Like I argue, like if it's not a sitcom, then what genre does it fall into? Right. Anyway, uh, my pick was season 10, episode 8, which is Make Love, Not Warcraft, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Takes Obviously, place all in the game of Warcraft. Just fantastic. I'm an avid Warcraft player, so this totally <laughs> hits home with me. I'm an avid Go ahead, Keenan. And then I picked season 9, episode 12, which is Trapped in the Closet. This is the infamous episode <laughs> where... Uh, 
Tom Cruise locks himself right, cut this in off. Uh, Stan's we are not closet. Stan- we are not bad-mouthing Tom Cruise. Brian had to stop it because they're starting to bad-mouth Tom Cruise. We will not Keenan picked the In the Closet episode of South Tom Park as his, as his favorite of all time, which is Ooh. when Tom Cruise is, is scared to come out it's of the closet. <laughs> they besmirch and mock. Tom I think it's Cruise. more about the... Um, Scientology. Scientology, really, but I, yeah. I agree, that is. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, friends from Pop Adult. Katie would like it at four... Three well, we only minutes. played five minutes and 31 seconds. We didn't even get it. There's, mo- there's more. There's Should, more. Yeah, we're going to make Brian listen to it now. And is supposed to be the reincarnation of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> and then yeah, John Travolta. Katie's yeah, now yes. eating cereal. Okay. John Travolta then locks himself in the, in the closet. Then R. Kelly's trying to get them out of the closet. Meanwhile, they're telling the story of what Scientologists actually believe. They animate it. Scientologists. Right. You just butchered that word, but go ahead. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> overall, I just want to say for my selection as well, season 10 as a season is fucking incredible. Like there's smug alert in there where they go to move to San Francisco. <laughs> We're getting bonus farts. episodes now. Uh, We're going beyond the five. One and two, which will basically ruin Family Guy and The Simpsons for you. There's Go God and Go God part. 12 or whatever where fucking cartman freezes himself yes so that he can wake up when the nintendo wii is finally available <laughs> yes incredible season all right so that's our five and then of course you can always listen to us on any of the podcasting app and of course we're on facebook twitter and instagram all of those pop addled. and just before we go want to say like stay indoors wash your hands be safe I know last week I kind of gave a little disclaimer at the end that sounded a little depressing, and I definitely was depressed. There's no denying that. And I want to. I was worried about Tim. In much better spirits this week, I finally like found a better routine. So anyway, back to your regular programming. Take it away, Jimmy, Brian. Oh, not even Katie. Yeah, Keenan. Keenan edited out the part where he said Katie. I think Keenan. They didn't dis- even give you a. That's a Keenan. That's a Keenan diss track, Katie. Yeah. They didn't even if I was you. on social media, we would have a, like a Twitter war. A Twitter war. I feel war. I feel offended by you by Keenan. Mm-hmm. I feel well, like one a couple of weeks ago it was John Brooks not acknowledging you on the program. Yeah. Now it's Keenan not acknowledging you on the program. Are you, that's you're a, if that eat, shaves can... off five seconds from their their segment, I'm fine with it. You, you cannot was, thank anybody. Keenan was going to spell your name. All right, let's talk about Brian's Brian's episode. Oh my god! Uh, let's talk about the office dinner party. So many great office episodes to pick from. Uh, the dinner party, I would argue, is in isolation. If you were to be able to show people just one episode of a sitcom, any sitcom. Uh, it might be the one of the pinnacle episodes of it. It won the Emmy Award for Best Writing in a Sitcom um, in the Year. And I mean, most people know the the background of The Office, but quickly, it's about a paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is near and dear to our hearts, um, run by a complete moron, Michael Scott, played tremendously by Steve Carell. and in this episode in particular, you get this idea of what it is like to be invited to a co-worker's home for a dinner party, which nobody wants to really be at. <laughs> and Michael and his crazy um, girlfriend, Jan, who used to be his boss, who's a complete lunatic, uh, invites 
our favorite John Krasinski, who just can we just talk about what an amazing person John <laughs> Krasinski is. My pick of my favorite millionaire from five questions on our Knives Out episode is now, thanks to his Some Good News episodes, <laughs> running a high school prom for all the American seniors who don't get to have a prom Friday night on Some Good News. I'm waiting to be asked to be a guest DJ. We know how my music selections are great. Uh, he was performing some Lady in Red as he was rehearsing, which I do have on my iPhone and play frequently. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but he and Pam, who are amazing, go to Michael's house for this dinner party, along with a variety of other cast members, and we get the dinner party from hell. Yeah quite simply. Uh, and there's just a few clips I pulled from this that highlight the brilliance of the office writing. Um, first and foremost, uh, we get one of my favorite quotes ever, which is Michael's uh, discussion of a vasectomy <laughs> that we get. So within this, there, there's this, this back and forth of really, if you are in a relationship and, or have ever been involved in an unhealthy relationship, this whole episode is about the dysfunctionality of this relationship and other people having to see it. And in this argument, it's Michael and Jan talking about what they've had to give to one another. And we yeah. get a quote that is truly memorable. And a person. Fine. So, whatever you want. Just like always. Whatever you want. Whatever I want. It's never whatever I want. It's fine. When I wanted to see Stomp and you wanted to see Wicked, what did we see? We saw... We, we, oh. When I said that I wanted to have kids and you said that you wanted me to have a vasectomy, what did I do? And then, oh. when you said that you might want to <laughs> have kids and I wasn't so sure, who had the vasectomy reversed? And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, who had it reversed back? Stip, snap, stip, snap, stip, snap. <laughs> That is oh, all time so great. uncomfortable. Now, if you're not watching, um, all the other people are standing there for that conversation. And the, the, the zoom in on Jim's face when he realizes that Michael got oh. a vasectomy because Jan wanted him to. And not, then had it reversed. And yeah, it's so funny. But then there's also our other clip I wanted to play is classic office, which is, you know, Jim or Pam, who tend to be the only normal people in the entire episode mm -hmm. viewing what this other cast of characters is, whether it be Dwight rain Wilson or any of the supporting cast. The one thing I'll say about this episode that is a slight deterrent is it does minimize all the great secondary characters in some respect. We this, can talk about which, that in a minute, which slightly bothers me. Um, but I thought the rest of the writing was so great, but here's a clip of a great example of how this show operated with, Jim or Pam seeing action and then commenting it in isolation. Yeah. Can you just say 49ers quarterback? All right, Mike, 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 Yes, I was, I was watching Jim's face. I was watching Jim. And he was laughing. No, look, he smiled. Look at him. He's laughing. Michael and Jan seem to be playing their own separate game, and it's called Let's See How Uncomfortable We Can Make Our Guests. And they're both winning, so I am going to make a run for it. <laughs> oh, 
One, one of our listeners called it. He's like, oh, my God, Jim pretends that his apartment got flooded. Yes. And then yes. the way that Pam reacts to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then, the episode, well then he says it burns down. And well, she's then, like, no, it was flooded. It was flooded. And then Michael goes, well, that only takes one of you. So you both don't have to go take care of that. Right. And Jim looks at Pam and goes. Thanks for hanging in here while I go take care of this. <laughs> I mean, this out. episode, there's so much stuff. And then uh, Michael has broken the sliding glass door because the ice cream man was driving <laughs> yes. by. And he oh, so good. And oh, the Jan's ca- uh, candle business. The candle oh. business that's making Jim want to throw up. Everything. And then the plasma, the plasma TV. Oh, the 20-inch uh, plasma TV. And he's like, and look at this. When company comes over, I can pull it off the wall. And it literally moves like six inches. He's like, eh? So I have to say, uh, ask, did you choose this episode before John, before you saw John Krasinski's first episode of Some Good News? Yes, I did. I, so this is pure coincidence. This is actually pure coincidence. I mean, obviously it won the Emmy, but I've always been a big fan of this. And my brother, Kevin, and his wife, Liz, and Aileen and I watch it all the time and talk about it. We think it's the funniest. Like, we'll just pull it up. I, we, Aileen and I watched it before we started recording tonight because she got so angry that I had watched it without her last time and we'll constantly the four of us will tweet back and forth the song in this episode jim can we oh play my it? god because song. i legitimately listen to this full version of this song on youtube occasionally just because i want to hear the song hunted <laughs> you took me Let's go, but we can play a little bit at the end as well. But Jan, Michael's yeah. girlfriend's assistant, um, have recorded this about his having sex with Jan. Amazing. And, and the way she, is, she reacts to it with her whole body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, and I, then I everybody just, watching her. Yeah. Uh, I just really think that this is like something the uncomfortable, passive aggressive tone of relations that ships and stuff that are on play in this. I feel like this is one of those episodes. Actually, I feel like all three that we picked were episodes you could watch without 100% understanding the episode oh, yeah. or the series and you can take something away. Absolutely. I think this this show does the uncomfortable humor better maybe than any. Like the number of times that I would close my eyes and not be able to watch a scene with Steve Carell or Dwight because it was or Toby, because it was that. or Kevin <laughs> or Kevin I, there or Angela. There was just, like your skin would crawl. Yeah. Right. But it was never to the point where it felt like too ridiculous. It's never too much. And that's the right? difference like, between. So, so that's that's the thing for me of like with Curb Your Enthusiasm, like I can I can watch it. But yeah, it's so I just hard. really it, don't it enjoy Larry. Like I don't it does, like it never any brings of you back. It never brings like you back. Them. It's still no. genius, but it never like brings all you back of these in. characters. They somehow write you to a place where you where you yeah. enjoy like you enjoy all of them. Yeah. Well, I it, will say the first season of this was rough. It was a rough oh, watch. Yeah, it's not good. Yes, if you watched it, the British Office, it it was hard to then watch the first season of the American I think, Office. But I think that's true because I think. The the one thing I'll say, and I love the British office, but the British office was, I think, even more cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. Ricky Gervais took it to a level. And when they realized that S- Steve Carell's more lovable than Ricky Gervais, 
And when they realized that they could bring it back mm-hmm. a little bit, like if you the British office, you have to have a British sense of humor or well, appreciate that. I think Steve Carell was always able to be lovable enough that there were cringeworthy moments, but I thought they did a slightly better job of that type of humor. And I like British humor. So I, I think they're almost separate entities. It was when the U.S. office realized that they needed to be something different because those first few year episodes of the American office, it was the same thing around the world. The deal was you bought these scripts and you did the scripts as they were written in England. Yeah. And oh, that's interesting. That's re- and that's where it really changes when they started to give those guys more freedom yeah. to make episodes. Well, that's where I, you know, I, I feel that way with a lot of American versions of British shows that they just feel like poor imitations, you know? Um, and so I didn't realize that that was part of the deal. I just thought yeah, that was, was the hubris big, of America of being like, sold. we're just going to do the same thing. We're just going to buy no, the rights. That was, and- yeah, that was part of the deal. And I do. I agree. I think you have to you have to get through, though. There's some really funny ones. You do have to get. I think through if you haven't bit. seen the British office, then then it's fine. Oh, you're but fine. It's, it's if you're comparing but, the two. But they even do change, Michael, like in the first couple in the, the first season. Hair, yeah, he's, he's like of, a he's supposed to be like a. Yeah. And he becomes more lovable. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, I love that episode and I think it's watchable. All three of these episodes are amazingly watchable. Do you want to do the last few? We, we paused oh. almost at the end of the uh, list. That, that was the end. Oh, was that, was that the, the end? end? Yeah, pretty much. We got, we uh, got so many good recommend- recommendations. Did we do that one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always sunny. Uh, Always Sunny has some great episodes. Always Sunny is a whole episode. I love that Patty Costello loves It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. When she comes up, we'll just watch five or six episodes. Oh, my God. Well, and and, and the thing that Always Sunny has is the cast members are incredible, the four of them. Yeah. And Charlie Kelly as a character is as good as Joe Bluth. Like, yes. As good as Danny DeVito is a wild, the weirdest characters you can possibly Mm -hmm. think of. Yeah. Um, and we should throw that in. Um, all right. Well, we have gone long. We, of course, only three minutes over. Well, well, seventy-five percent of the episode was pop out. That's right. Yeah, but that's our twenty-five percent was a tight twenty-five <laughs> percent. I were want to respect everybody's time, uh, so we're going to leave now. <laughs> yeah, but a um, couple reminders uh, coming up: we are doing Baby Driver for our yeah. next regular commenters episode, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. And our next uh, Thirsty Thursday episode, we're going to talk about reality shows. We're each going to uh, recommend a reality show. Uh, I'm not so, going to recommend a reality show. That was not part of the deal. Well, we're going to, so we're going to expand this genre to include maybe things that wouldn't typically be. Considered oh, right. We're going to dock you series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, you can okay. do anything. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, well, I watch one Ray out, but I mean, we're not going to do Kardashians, do uh, 90 day fiance. Does that oh, yeah. count as a reality oh, yeah. show though? Mm-hmm. I already know it what does. Katie's picking. So, okay. Well. I think um, I told so you that already. would be an- yeah. excellent. Everybody have fun, stay safe. And let's listen to some of the hunted as we leave. Oh no, we're going to rest the development music on this. Oh, okay. We can go rest. <laughs> You've been so excited. Brian Brian pulled the clip. <laughs> Joe Blue doing the final magic. countdown from your... This is the song that <laughs> Joe would always use for his magic tricks. Fire. I'm going to turn your $100 into 100 pennies. <laughs> On the conference table. All right. See you, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you, commenters.